So you think you want a greenhouse? Well, stay tuned today. My guest is Charlie Yaw, who started Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden, a supply company. We're going to talk about the perils and the pleasures of owning a greenhouse. Many, many, many years ago, I had a greenhouse in Soho in New York City. It was on the rooftop of a six-story building, and it was it was fantastic, a pleasure, 16 by 20 feet, and also incredible work. And I learned that maybe I'm not the right person to have a greenhouse, but I maybe I didn't go about it the right way either. Well, I'm going to learn a little bit more about greenhouse care, especially summer care, today from our guest from Charlie's Greenhouse. And we're going to hear that interview right now. I'm speaking with Charlie Yaw, the owner of Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden, a supply company for everything that you would possibly, could possibly ever need if you think you want to have a greenhouse. Hello, Charlie. Good morning. Hi, it's great to speak with you. After many years, <laughs> I think the yeah. first time I got in touch with your company, I, you had like a two-page catalog, and <laughs> I think, and it was about 1970. That was a few years ago, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm interested in hearing about summer care and what people have to do for greenhouses if they have them in the summer. But uh, also we can start with a little bit about uh, what people should consider if they're going to have a greenhouse or want to have a greenhouse. Okay. Well, there are a lot of choices today. <clears throat> you can go to a big box store and find a greenhouse or you can go online and uh, there's a, a wide selection of different types of greenhouses. So uh, aluminum frame, wood frame, um, do-it-yourself kits. Uh, so there, there really is a wide range of products available for greenhouse and wide price range too. So you don't have to have a big budget to get started with a greenhouse. Well, would you have to have a foundation? I mean, there's, you know, you you, sometimes I see these kits that look so simple, <laughs> and I'm thinking, what yeah. are they going to put this on? <laughs> the foundation actually is, is really critically important to, to have a solid foundation to anchor the greenhouse. Uh, most of the greenhouses are, you know, they'll stand up to some wind and rain, snow, but uh, they've got to have a good foundation. And if they're not anchored well, uh, like a treated 4 by 4 timber foundation or bolted down. If you have a bigger greenhouse, you need to bolt it down to concrete. Uh, you know, they're susceptible to, to damage if they're not properly anchored. Well, if you could have a magic wand, <laughs> and if you could mm -hmm. have any kind of greenhouse that you would like to have, uh, state-of-the-art, top-of-the-line, uh, and, and you also want to be environmentally conscious, what would you get? Okay. I, I would get an aluminum frame structure that's powder coated, uh, powder coat paint finish, mm -hmm. and that'll give you a, a maintenance-free uh, structure that's going to look great for years. And the glazing or the covering material, I would recommend uh, using the new uh, polycarbonate material. That's a double or triple wall, even five wall insulated material to use uh, for the glazing or covering of the greenhouse. That gives you the insulation, so it reduces your heat loss during the nighttime or winter months. And also, it diffuses the sunlight, so your plants don't burn. But uh, there's a lot of people that still prefer the look of a glass greenhouse, that traditional look. So you can use a, a combination of this material, but uh, we uh, I really like uh, glass walls on a greenhouse. 
and then the insulated roof, and you get the best of both worlds that hmm. way. Hmm. Um, gee, I, I know that glass does filter a lot of rays. You, you know, people think glass is completely clear, but it, already glass itself mm-hmm. is going to cut down on, I guess, UV light and some other things. Uh, and this polycarbonate, the multi-layer twin wall, it's often called, or as you say, it can go up to five wall, which I've never seen. So this is like a, it's it's got like, it's corrugated with chambers or something that have air spaces. Right, right. So those uh, air spaces create the insulation. And you do lose some uh, light transmission. Uh, but the, the trade-offs, uh, you know, in heat conservation are really great. Wow. And are they good looking? Do they have like curved E versions of them? Um, not uh, very often, but there are a few. I know there is one made in Germany, uh, and that's uh, uh, yeah, that's a very interesting greenhouse. So when you go online, uh, you're going to see a lot of different structures, and you will find some polycarbonate uh, covered ones that have a curved E. But it's a big radius. It's not the tight curve like you will have in a glass house. Well, I remember when I had a greenhouse and when I was building it, uh, or it's similar to a garden pond. They're never big enough. So how do you determine (laughs) if you have a budget, uh, maybe you're going to care for this yourself. So how do you figure out how big you want the greenhouse to be? Well, once you've made that decision, uh, increase it by about 50%. (laughs) Good advice. It's, it's never big enough, um, and you'll uh, you'll always wish you had a larger greenhouse. I'm guilty of that as well. Mm. Uh, but typically, uh, the absolute smallest. If you have a small space to work with, then probably six by eight would be the absolute smallest to get anything accomplished. But a, a common size would be eight feet by ten feet or eight by twelve, and of course uh, you can go any size from there. So if you're someone who just wants to start uh, vegetable seedlings and annuals uh, in early spring, late winter, uh, then maybe a 6x8 might do it. Yes, and keep in mind that you can put shelves and benches inside multiple layers of uh, shelving. So you can use all your uh, space in the greenhouse uh, by by adding shelving. So you can get quite a bit in a 6x8. So uh, as far as siting, um, I, I imagine a freestanding greenhouse, if you can figure out how to heat it and everything, as opposed to a lean-to, and we can talk about both of those. But uh, what about shade and sun and siting and, uh, you know, which which part do you want to face south and, and things like that? Well, you'd like to place the long wall uh, facing south, southeast. Uh, your eastern or your morning sun is, is very important to the plants. And that also avoids uh, overheating late in the day. Uh, during the summer months, late summer months, uh, overheating from the sun that's uh, coming in from the west is a problem. So, yeah, the uh, south, southeast facing is best. Um, you do need to put some shading on that roof of the greenhouse or that uh, west wall, probably June, July, August, September in most climates. And, of course, ventilation is uh, very critical to uh, controlling the climate in the greenhouse. Well, we're going to talk about summer care in the next segment, but uh, you mentioned ventilation and even shading. And I remember in my greenhouse on sunny days, even in the winter, it certainly climbed above 80 degrees. 
Yes, that's the joy of having a greenhouse in the middle of winter. And and that's actually without the heating on on a really bright day, especially if it's if there's snow out, the mm-hmm. reflected light it can it can get warm, and you do need to think about ventilation. And uh, I guess mm-hmm. one would never buy a greenhouse that doesn't open up, <laughs> that doesn't have some kind of either windows or vents of some kind. Right, and there are uh, automatic controls that are relatively inexpensive that can open those vents automatically and close them for you. So. It, uh, you don't have to worry about being there twice a day to open and close the greenhouse. Well, you know, you talk about uh, automatic ventilation, and I remember there were uh, there were units. You know, they would expand with some kind of liquid filling yeah. uh, all by themselves. I found that th- I used them for a cold frame. I found they never really worked that well. Have they improved over the years? Well, the the higher quality ones uh, generally worked from two to ten years. So. Uh, you know, I've got uh, two in my greenhouse that have been working nonstop for 10 years, and I've had to replace two of them. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's hard to say why they don't, uh, some of them don't last, and some seem to run forever. But the replacement cylinders are available. It's a, it's a thermal wax that expands with temperature and drives a piston rod. So it's a totally non-electric, and once you set it, you can forget it, and, and it should run uh, maintenance-free for years. Hmm. Well, we've been talking about uh, the greenhouse. I'm speaking with Charlie Yaw, owner of Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden. And uh, we have this idea we're going to put a greenhouse somewhere in the garden. Now we need electricity. We need water. We need a foundation. So that initial uh, cost or what you might see in a catalog for the greenhouse, that's just maybe for the structure. There's a, a lot else to think about. As you said, ventilation and for me, uh, I had to have a, a gigantic fan. I couldn't rely on just vents. Um, I guess that's often the case. Yes, you um, probably will have either a fan system or a vent system, but a lot of people don't uh, recognize that you don't need both or you don't want both. They actually mm. interfere with uh, each other. So you either want the uh, automatic roof vent system or an exhaust fan system, oh, but not or... both. I see. And then, of course, mm-hmm. there's heating, and uh, there's all sorts of sources for heat, uh, electric and even gas and propane, as long as they're properly vented, I imagine. Right. Now, there are, there are a lot of plants that uh, don't take well to any um, byproducts of combustion, so uh, a vented heater is really essential. Well, I'm speaking with Charlie Yaw, who is the owner of Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden, and you're listening to Ken Drew's Real Dirt, The Garden Show. We'll be right back. Thank you for staying with us. My name is Ken Drews. I'm the host of Ken Drew's Real Dirt, and I'm speaking with Charlie Yaw, the owner of Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden, which is a company that started, whoa, in the mid-1970s, uh, supplying amateurs with the things they would need for a greenhouse. And my dream growing up was always to have a greenhouse. And then I had one <laughs> and I got cured <laughs> because it's not, it's something that you really have to be devoted to. Uh, it's its difficult to take a vacation uh, unless you have someone come in to check on things. And that's mostly in the winter. And I found that in the summer, I pretty much emptied the greenhouse out. And I, I would guess that people who have ornamental plants who aren't growing 
for seedlings, which will leave the greenhouse and get planted in the garden, that uh, they're going to pretty much empty their greenhouses out too. But also, the, as you mentioned before, shading. Um, do you recommend whitewash shading or, or um, you know, the, the screens that shade or both? Or tell me a little bit about summer care. Okay, well, shading is critical. It, it is very important. If your greenhouse functions well during the winter months, letting enough light in, then during the summer months it does let in too much. I like the shade fabric itself because you can, uh, in the spring months, you can roll that up and down on those uh, cool days when it is sunny. I'd get take advantage of the take advantage of that. But uh, shade, uh, there is a shading compound that uh, if you're not really in, Concerned about the look of the greenhouse, you can uh, spray this product on, and when it rains, it actually turns transparent, and then as it dries, it turns white again and reflects the excess heat. So, you've got a couple choices there. And that, there's that really, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, there's really um, three functions to um, keep the greenhouse cool, and then shading is one, ventilation is the other, and then to actually keep the greenhouse cool during the summer months, you need uh, plenty of water inside or par perhaps a misting system. It's uh, okay to go in and uh, spray the floor down, spray the walls, and get a lot of humidity in there. Because as that, as that humidity evaporates, it soaks up the excess heat in the greenhouse. And you can actually have your greenhouse cooler inside than it is outside. So you can use a greenhouse year-round, I guess you're saying. You can, yes. And the spray-on product... Uh, I, the old in the old days they sort of wore off so by winter that stuff was gone and your greenhouse it's was clear usually, again right it's designed to wear off with the fall rains uh, but uh, depending on on your climate you can uh, use a sponge and, and uh, wipe it off as well but the problem is when you get it wet <laughs> it turns transparent so it's a challenge to figure out uh, how to remove that in the fall if you want to take it off so it's not uh, the most attractive product, and uh, the, the shade fabric is still my first choice. And do you use a shade fabric that goes on the outside or the inside of the greenhouse? You want to put it on the outside for heat control because that uh, is about 40% more effective than putting it inside. Uh, some places, um, you know, it doesn't work to put it on the outside. So a shade hung on the inside of the ground greenhouse is certainly better than no shade at all. And it will protect your plants from burning but you'll still have that temperature buildup inside the greenhouse. So is the, is the shade cloth black? What does it look like? Well, most of them are um, uh, commercial-type black fabric that's um, UV-resistant. But you can go to the big box stores and buy these uh, uh, shade screens that are used for patio uh, covers. Um, probably don't want the real dense shade. If you can get <clears throat> something like a an insect screen, a fairly dense insect screen, uh, that makes a good uh, a good shading. So you you do want to cut about 40 to 50 percent of the sunlight coming into the greenhouse. Uh, so you're using that greenhouse year round. Um, is that what you usually recommend to to mitigate the heat and keep the greenhouse going, or do you think it's sometimes preferable to just take all the plants out and let them summer outdoors? Well, depending on your climate, um, just about any place you can take the plants out. Um, and a lot of people do that. It's a great idea to take the plants out and then thoroughly clean the greenhouse. Uh, 
here in the Northwest, we always have uh, a few unwelcome visitors like slugs and snails in the greenhouse. So by moving the plants out, it gives us a chance to really uh, clean it out and get ready for fall. Well, you're reminding me of another issue, which is hygiene. And maybe the most important issue, and certainly for me, I, I just am not tidy enough or didn't have enough time to really pick up every fallen leaf and keep the greenhouse as sparkling clean as possible. I think as close as you can get to a, I was going to say hospital, but it has to be better than a hospital. Uh, so uh, what's the procedure? If you clean, if you empty the greenhouse out and you want to rehabilitate your greenhouse or get it ready for fall, like you said, what are some of the things that you would be doing? Um, well, first clean out all the debris, and then uh, I really recommend that you spray it down with a disinfectant, either a, a bleach-type product, uh, you know, three-quarters of a cup or a cup of bleach to a gallon to uh, you know, spray the greenhouse down with that solution, and that will pretty much sterilize it and kill any fungus or mold. Um, but, uh, you know, do your benches and your shelves, your walls, the floor, uh, clean it. Just give it a thorough cleaning because next winter you'll really be glad you did. Uh, of course, the plants. Uh, a lot, of, a lot of times you need to wipe down the pots as well. Mm. And certainly before you reuse any pots, uh, drop them in a, a sterile solution and and let them soak for a little bit. Uh, but, you met, uh, yeah. Yeah. The yeah cleaning out the greenhouse once a year is is uh, that's just a part of the routine of owning a greenhouse. <laughs> And uh, I'm stressing how much of a, an investment it is, and not just of money, but uh, of effort. Um, I, I know if it's your passion, it's something you welcome. And if you're a person who likes things neat and orderly, you're, you're already 10 steps ahead of me. Uh, you mentioned benches before. Do you have a preference for how, what kind of benches you might have? Well, the main thing is that they uh, drain well, that they uh, uh, allow the that you can rinse them off and get the soil off of the bench. So uh, either a wire-type, uh, metal-type grid or a plastic grid. Um, but uh, what it, whatever, it's, it's nice to have something that's flexible, too. Some benches actually fold down out of the way so that you can grow plants, uh, maybe grow your tomatoes uh, directly in the, in the floor of the greenhouse, in the ground. Mm. Uh, so there's uh, some options there. You're making think, me think I'm going to do it again. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're talking me into it. It just it. There, there's really nothing like going into a greenhouse in the winter and the fragrance and having flowers. And if you're really, if you've got that balanced system, you don't even have too many problems with insects as long as you really, you know, if it doesn't get too hot, doesn't get too dry, doesn't get too wet, uh, which is possible. But you have to really make an ecosystem under glass or under uh, another material that's like nature. And I think that has a lot to do with air movement, too. Uh, even if you're not using a fan for ventilation to remove the heat, just having some air movement, I found that that was very helpful. That's, that's actually uh, extremely important to have constant air circulation through the plants. Uh, that's what they're accustomed to in their natural environment. So we recommend a a small circulation fan to keep the air moving through the plants. It's also good for their health to uh, you know, remove the oxygen from the surface of the leaves and increases the carbon dioxide available to the plants so they're a little happier, healthier. I guess that's something we yeah. should think about for our indoor plants too, for house plants as well. A little fan maybe keep the air moving. 
uh, particularly in window boxes or uh, closed rooms, yes. Yeah. So uh, in your company over all these years, uh, have you seen any kind of either trends come and go or also who are the people uh, that that use your company? You know, can you categorize them? What kind of people? What, what's the typical Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden shopper like? Well, it's uh, it really has changed. It used to be uh, that we really uh, just catered to retired folks that uh, wanted to raise flowers in the greenhouse and maybe a little bit of veggies. Today, it's a totally different marketplace, and we find all ages. Uh, we find grandparents uh, coming in to purchase a greenhouse for a, a grandchild in high school that really has a green thumb and, and wants to get their career started. We have a lot of uh, people in their couples in their 30s that uh, value growing their own produce uh, and, and want to experiment with uh, having fresh veggies during the winter months. And uh, as you go on through, uh, as you get in the older um, generations, they're uh, more interested in uh, just the joys of having flowers uh, and maybe orchids uh, as a hobby. So there's, uh, there's just a wide range of people that are using the greenhouse to uh, find some enjoyment, maybe uh, uh, doing a home improvement project like a, a home-attached greenhouse. Uh, it's, a, it's a good investment and uh, adds to your property value and uh, you know, the enjoyment that you can have during the winter months. Well, I, I imagined when I first built my greenhouse that I was going to be in it and sit in it and enjoy it as a a kind of an extra room. And I found that you, you really couldn't do that. I guess you have to decide what what you really want that greenhouse to be. And if it's if it's something for plants, then maybe it's too cool in the evening to hang out in and too hot in the day to sit in, even in the winter. So it's... Uh, I would recommend that people don't try mm -hmm. to do that. And if they're going to have a, a space for recreation, uh, maybe call it a conservatory and make it for people mm -hmm. and some plants. But you can't have every plant that you want to grow from whatever region you've decided to make your greenhouse. Well, that's that's something I'll ask you right before we okay. uh, go. What if you want to have different zones in the greenhouse, different temperature zones? Well, it's, uh, it's difficult to do in a small greenhouse. And that's usually the situation for for most people. Like I said, you need a greenhouse that's 50% larger than you originally built in order to accomplish everything that you'd really like to do. And having actual living space where you can relax, uh, you know, it, it takes a larger structure, um, and, and that's a function of the of the ventilation, uh, temperature control, whatever to maintain that con constant climate. You can do that much more easily in a larger structure and uh, and then use it for many different functions. Uh, but uh, the smaller structure is difficult to um, have enough space to sit down and have your cup of coffee. But there are certainly times um, of the year when it's very easy to, to do, but you do have quite a temperature range in the greenhouse. Um, and a, and a larger greenhouse also lets you um, kind of manage those temperature zones. Uh, of course, your shelves are going to be a little warmer than, uh, say, a, a shelf at five feet off the floor is going to be uh, considerably warmer than a shelf underneath a bench. So you do have your climate zones uh, that occur naturally in the greenhouse. But again, your air circulation can be used to mitigate that and try to get it somewhat of a uniform temperature throughout the greenhouse.
Well, Charlie, uh, I can't believe it. You've almost talked me into doing this again. <laughs> I thought I was I cured. So. <laughs> I've been speaking yeah. with Charlie, uh, the owner of Charlie's Greenhouse and Garden, and I want to thank you so much for being my guest today on Kendrew's Real Dirt. Thank you. Bye. Bye now. It's a dream of many people to have a greenhouse, to have a place in the winter, especially if you live in the northern climates, where you can go and smell the flowers and have flowers and have gorgeous plants because the plants that you grow in the house, well, they may be nice. And if you turn them all the time, they'll be symmetrical. But in a greenhouse with that higher humidity and much more light, plants are just gorgeous. And if you're willing to devote the time and the energy to keeping your greenhouse looking really good, and if you don't plan to take any vacations for the rest of your life, a greenhouse might be just the thing for you. You can take that vacation, only it's in the backyard, and it's under glass, or four layers of polycarbonate. Join me again next week for another guest on Ken Drew's Real Dirt, The Garden Show.